Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Jeff Cameron show. Hope you're well on a redemption Thursday and it's a different kind of redemption. We're raising money for the kids of the guardian ad litem and every penny that you donate goes directly to them. That's right. No, no willy nilly nonsense here. It's all in. Here we go. I believe we start the hour pretty close to where we wanted to be. Not quite there, but pretty close. And you guys are kicking ass, as always, doing the right thing this holiday season, trying to help kids who desperately need your help. And you do so understanding, and I'll reiterate, and for those that have been on the entire time, you understand that I need to do this. You've heard it a lot, but I'll keep doing it because we have, in theory, this is old radio, a new audience every 15 minutes. Now, it changes a little bit now that we're multimedia worldwide but uh what what you get is uh a lot of people coming in and out maybe they don't hear it so we wanted to be sure that we did this uh and and made sure that you know um there's no money that you give no no part of that money that you give that goes anywhere other than to the guardian ad litem second district so that they can help kids who need their help desperately need their help and wouldn't otherwise have much of a christmas and Certainly their work goes much beyond what happens at Christmas. They are child advocates year-round. And things are ugly for kids in foster care and tough situations year-round, not just Christmas. But we do what we can when we can. And the bowling tournament was uh, on Monday. We had a good time. And then today we're adding to the pot. And you guys are helping us do that. I say it often. I mean it each and every time. Thank you. Thank you very much. You're doing a lot of good, more than you probably realize. And it is greatly appreciated by the people at the Guardian Ad Litem. I hear from Deborah Moore and the people she works with all the time. And I hear from her year round. And she thanks us. And I say, no, thank you. But we'll do whatever we can. This is, I got a microphone, we got a lot of listeners. We got a lot of subscribers, a lot of listeners, a lot of followers, and people that will take heed and say, you know what? 
let's let's try to help out in any way we can. So I don't care if it's a dollar or if it's ten thousand dollars, whatever you can do, please know that all of it is going to the guardian ad litem, which then in turn helps out those kids that they advocate for that would not have a Christmas. And I will uh, at some point. This is a. It doesn't make for great radio. Uh, meaning this, I have a list of names before me. A lot of names. This is a list of names. Just so you know, I'm not lying. There you go. Look at that list. Maybe you see your name on there. Look at that. Look at that list. Anyhow, so it's a list of names. I could read them all. I'm not going to because that's not good for those of you driving around. I don't know that it's entertaining, but it is appreciated. And I see these names, and many of you, many of you are uh, folks that listen all the time. Some of you are new, but all of you are greatly appreciated. That's all I'll say. You know if you gave. And if I don't mention you, I'm sorry, just doesn't make for great radio to sit here and rattle off names. But what I will say is, again, I thank you from the bottom of my heart. This is a list of everybody who's given so far. I will know all of these names. Maybe we'll flash them on the screen at some point. I don't know. That's a lot to do. You can take a picture, I suppose. But anyhow, thank you. Now, we, we're at 3,000. Let's see if in the next 50 minutes we can get to 6,000. Let's just double up what we have and get to $6,000. Maybe better. Hey, I'm not going to cap this sucker. We could go crazy. But that, you know, let's just modest goal. Let's see if we can double up what we did in hour number one. A lot of people just now hearing about it. 3,000 is tremendous. It's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, it is awesome. Uh, do you make anything of the fact that uh, Marvin Jones Jr. didn't didn't make a splash in any way, shape, or form at Georgia in year one and now is in the transfer portal. And, of course, Florida State fans uh, recognizing who Marvin Jones was to this program uh, want him, and they know he's visiting, and they've got the connection to Patrick Sertan and all of that, right? Oh, believe me. I Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I I. The second I saw that, when I woke up two days ago and saw that news that his name was in the portal, I was like, well, what are we doing here? Let's go. A man's waking up, realizing he made a terrible mistake going to Georgia. Time to come on home, baby. Father is a living legend. Marvin Jones is. Shade Tree, my favorite player in Florida State football history. It would be awesome to see his son playing football here. We were distraught when he didn't. We were like, oh, man. But our program, as I pointed out, was in a little bit of disarray still. We were just on the come up. Hadn't really solidified any success stories yet. And then since that time, since he was originally recruited, there's been a lot of success. 19 straight wins for one. But even just back-to-back seasons, 10-3, and 13-0, and 0, you now know this is sustained success. Mike Norvell, in the time that he started getting recruited, meaning Marvin Jones Jr., received a significant raise as defensive coordinator, got an extension and a raise. There is, you know, a really solid basis, foundation for Florida State to build on. Success on the field, success off the field. There is continuity within the coaching staff. There is, from the top down, synchronicity. They are in the right way. And so now lots of people want to come to Florida State and maybe, maybe Marvin Jones Jr. is just one of them. But I did take a step back. I did think, huh, you know, he was a huge recruit. He has that, those genes, that DNA, right? Marvin Jones, 
I mean, if you've ever shaken Marvin Jones's hand, you know of which I speak. This is a monster. This is a man who's built different, as the kids say, right? This is a different human being. He looks like and seems to me could, at least for a series, go play right now. I'm not even kidding. Marvin could. He's still a badass. So why do I say all that other than to praise my favorite football player in Florida State history? Well, I mean, you think his son can't be too much different, right? We see this all the time, father-son combos that go on to play in Major League Baseball and the NFL. They don't all live up to the father. It's hard to do, especially if your father is an All-American who was in the top four in the Heisman voting as a linebacker. I mean, that's tough to do. Retired number, Hall of Fame, whole deal. Very difficult to do. And an underrated NFL career, by the way. Well, yeah, he he wasn't in the college career was much better than the pro career. He had the bad hip injury, but he still played like nine years and, and made the Pro Bowl. He had a, a good career. Just on the Jets, nobody noticed. Now, here's the thing. You would think, well, Marvin Jones Jr. can't be that much different, right? He's got to be he's a big, strong kid, dominated in high school, five-star recruit. Did it strike you as odd that he never really made any waves at Georgia in year one? I'm not. I, I'm just curious. I would say the retort to that question would be they have the top-end talent and the depth that you're always yearning for. Yeah, when that's right. You know, listing, and if you're a true freshman, you probably shouldn't impact that lineup at Georgia. Yeah, like, you know, you often say this is – when you define what we're not at Florida State, you point to Georgia, you point to Alabama, and the barriers for a badass five-star – at a Georgia or an Alabama to get on the field are sturdy and they're high. If you are a true freshman playing, or even a redshirt freshman, yeah, playing for a program, well, like that's that, my you, you, that's right. I wanted to see if you had a different perspective. It's the same uh, as I had. I, just, I, I agree. He also got dinged up a little bit. The other thing I'd say though is, while that's true, and it would be hard for any four or five star to crack the lineup at Georgia if you're 18 or 19 years old. Mm-hmm. I will be fascinated to see how much of a priority this staff makes Marvin Jones Jr. Insofar as if you only have a certain amount of resources, are you going for broke to bring this guy in? Or does the film suggest that, oh, if he wants to fit at a reasonable, you know, NIL package, then there is a home for him. There's there's two different ways to look at it. Like I would think, for example, Cam Ward is a very high priority. Well, two years he's been there. I'm sorry, two years. Two years. Again, that's why I said retro freshman. Yeah, that's why no, you're right. You're right. I, yeah, 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 yeah. Somebody correct. AK, good job. You, no, you did the right thing. I was wrong about that. God, time flies. My apologies. Two I did, years. I did a little skirty dance there. No, you did the but right thing. The point Helping is. Helping your partner out. Cam is going to be a tremendous um, priority. Keon Coleman was a tremendous priority, as we learned in, in the weeks and months after that decision was made. And he came to Florida State. It was known. Oh, we're, we're going for that kid. Is he that type of want or need, I should say? Is he that type of need for the staff? Or would they rather look at the kid from Georgia Tech, the kid from Pitt and Duke, and maybe another one or two that enter the portal and say, I could get two or three at a pretty decent rate right now, and that would do us more good than going for broke and, and trying to bring in the legacy who has high demands. Now, I don't know what his demands are, though. That's the other part. You just, I, it's yeah. so hard. In, in pro sports, you get to know what the numbers are. Yeah. In college, you don't, and that's what makes it very difficult. But you learn after a transaction is made, after a decision is made to transfer, it's the cleaner way of saying it, what those kind of numbers and figures were. Is he, is he going for something astronomical or something reasonable to come here? 
Yeah, that's correct. Uh, you do need to know what he's asking for, and then you have to juxtapose that ask with the production lack thereof and why. Is it production your, and projection? Right. It, yeah. Were you buried on an elite depth chart of five star kids that you couldn't break through? Was it partly due to the fact that he has had injuries? Injuries, excuse me, injuries, injuries. Could just go with injuries. <laughs> we had a lot of those. Yeah, we we had a lot of those this season. Uh, yeah, you, you, you're constantly balancing right now. There's a lot of that going on. Florida State head football coach Mike Norvell named a finalist for the Paul Bear Bryant Coach of the Year Award and the organization's ACC Coach of the Year. It was announced today after leading Knowles to a 13-0 record and an appearance in the Orange Bowl that nobody's going to. Norvell has also been voted this year's ACC Coach of the Year, the AFCA Region 1 Coach of the Year, one of 12 finalists for the Eddie Robinson Coach of the Year, and one of 14 semifinalists for the George Munger Coach of the Year Award by the Maxwell Football Club. Yeah, he should win it. He should be a shoe-in because we're garbage, you know, at 13-0. and 0. It's amazing <laughs> that we got to 13-0. and 0. In fact, the face of the sport in terms of media says that uh, for a fact, Washington's better, Michigan's better, Oregon's better, Georgia's better. I don't know how the hell we won 13 games. So this should be an easy choice here that Mike Norvell is the absolute one-of-one candidate. That's why I was surprised that Jordan Travis finished fifth in the Heisman voting. Oh. How could the most important quarterback in the history of college football finish fifth? Fifth. So valuable that for the first time a Power 5 undefeated conference champion yeah. gets left out. That's how valuable Jordan was. You know, I had to admit that last night it was on the screen during our office Christmas party. Uh, our thanks to Gene Williams. What a good night. His wife, Stacy. they did a great job as always. Uh, in the background, they're on several TVs at the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill for housing us. Thank you as well. Uh, we had uh, two different things on. There was a basketball game on, and then there was the SEC schedule release that ESPN was celebrating. You get used to that, everybody. Now, whatever, right? I mean, I still care about good football games, and I wanted to see who's playing what, and I am curious to see, you know, as you incorporate Texas and Oklahoma. But what I really cared about more than anything else was – that Florida team who lost their last five games of the season this year. You know, they lost all five of their last five, Tom. They didn't win any of them. Mm. I don't know if you're aware of that. They didn't win a single one of their last five games, not one. And what that did for them and Sunbelt Billy was cause them to go five and seven and miss a bowl. They didn't go to a bowl. I don't know if you're aware of that either. They did not make a bowl. There will be no bowl. I was looking for them for next week. Those first games that start on, like, you know, December the 15th. <laughs> You're in that bowl. That's a toughie. They didn't make that one this year, so they don't get to kick a field goal when they're on the wrong end of a 80-point ass kicking. But the the point would be, so that didn't happen, and I thought, oh well, that's tough. I, surely they'll take a step forward this next year, and maybe they'll surge over their final five games when it's all on the line next year. Did you see their final five games? Oh man, it's- <laughs> schedule, dude. Billy Napier should walk into the athletic director's office and say, "Why do you hate me?" Why did you hire me to fire me? What is the point? What are you trying to do to me? This is insane. So they open with Miami, which whatever, these two teams, uh, both not good, but could be uh, Better whatever. win that game. Yeah, better. Grand opening, grand closing. If you lose that game, baby, we're done talking here. No bowl for Billy after that one. You go 0-1, you're not going to a bowl. It's the keister sizzling uh, invitational that, that first week because whoever loses is, oh, boy. People are a little burning. frustrated, yes. So over last last season, the games that I just documented that they lost, not winning any of them, 
uh, in, in no particular order. Obviously, one of them was to us, but uh, the others were to Georgia and Arkansas, who's awful, Mizzou and LSU. So those were the five, Georgia, Mizzou, LSU, Arkansas, and us. Mizzou uh, included a fourth and 17? That's a tough one to yeah. lose. That's tough. Yeah. You, you were in it there, Florida. You were in it. Had a chance. Um, so this is the um, this is the five that they have next year to close this Florida. This is the Schadenfreude segment. They have Georgia at Texas, LSU, Ole Miss, and at FSU. <laughs> Jeez, man, that is a toughie. That's why you don't fire him this year. You you let him. You let him wear that ass beat next year, man. Holy moly! They open with Miami. They have an early season tilt with Texas A and M, who will now be well coached by Elko, and they've got players. Yeah, yeah. They have a middle game against UCF, which there's no guarantee oh. if you don't play well. They have a roadie before that stretch against Mississippi State with the Cowbells. I don't know. They could lose that game. UCF could rise up, man. They smoked both Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. Same Oklahoma team that beat Texas. Yes. But Texas is plenty good to get in that playoff. I'm just saying that is unreal. That That is funny. I would just be in a perpetual state of depression. We knew that the list of teams was going to be Right, oh but the order, things, <laughs> the order of things, the order of things, the order of things, they when they sent the missive, when they sent the email to Florida, here's what you got. Did they was there a picture of a I can't say, but I mean, what are we doing? I think there was an Urban Meyer pizza moment. I'm getting fired. By the way, guys, Make sure you sell those season tickets. You've got some doozies. They're going to need to pipe in a little bit more crowd noise got a little, this year. Got a little uh, Georgia at Texas, LSU, Ole Miss at FSU to finish out the day. <laughs> Riley says looking at Texas schedule, they get a bye before UF rolls out to Austin. Oh, I'm sure we do too. Uh, we've we've scheduled it properly the last couple of years. The lead up to the game against Florida. I mean, damn, that is that is hilarious. Yeah, I'm just picturing the moment that that comes across the desk. All right, guys, listen up. Everybody, gather around. This is what we got. We have Charleston Southern before we play Florida. Mm. Well done, Florida State. Good job. All right, let's get caught up here before we break, and we do need to. Um, Calling for the influx. Let's go. If you pull over, let's make that happen. It's easy. It's on YouTube. We're at 3,220. We're well behind right now. Let's see what we can do in the next 18 minutes to get this thing up. That'll that'll get us close to the end. I know we are easily going to surpass 4,000. I am very excited, but what we've already done is it is amazing. It, it, it is. But we can do more. And by we, I mean you. No, I, I kid, but I, I listen, we are appreciative. It strikes a balance. Look, I'm happy. I'm excited. We're doing awesome work. Thanks to everybody who's helped out, but I think we can do more. So I just, I, I want that to happen. I'm going to, I'm going to push that, push the envelope a little bit there. See if we can. So if you didn't know, and you just tuned in, you're like, what the hell is he talking about? Raising money for the kids of the guardian ad litem, 100% of your donations go to help those kids in foster care. Those kids that 
don't have advocates who uh, wouldn't have much of a Christmas. And now maybe thanks to your generosity and kindness, they will. You donate, you'll see the little, put put up the thingy. Put up the thingy so I can describe it other than it's a button you push. And then there you go. That's how you donate. It goes right into their account. That's how this works. Nothing comes to us. We'll put that up uh, very soon. The thingy? We've got it. We've got the camera shot isolated. It's almost like when you when you see the clock in a graphic for yeah. the uh, yeah. the NFL games. All right. Well, please help if you can. All jokes aside, it's whatever a big you blue can, donate button, whatever you can do to help is greatly appreciated. Jeff Cameron Show, ninety three three Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Hey Seminoles, we all know how important it is to score in the red zone, but are you prepared for success in the retirement red zone? Five years leading up to your retirement date and the immediate five years after are a critical time of thoughtful planning for you and your family. And our friend and fellow Noel, Adam Tolliver, and his team at Artisan Financial Strategies are prepared to coach you to victory. Some of us, well, we're at midfield and want to plan ahead. Others are ready to punch it in on the goal line. They're making sure you know how much you can spend without running out of money, protecting yourself and your family against rising health care costs, or carefully planning your legacy, the Artisan team brings a combined 30-plus years of planning experience and world-class resources to help you navigate the way. For more information, just head over to knollretirement.com. Now, that's one word, knollretirement.com. The Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness, two Tallahassee locations, Midtown on Thomasville Road, and Northside in the Village Common Shopping Center, online at orangetheoryfitness.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk, Radio and War Chant TV. The number raised for the kids of the Guardian Ad Litem. And by the way, the names, the names, they're down at the bottom. Good job, boys. Good job on the other side of the glass. We thank everybody whose name is there and also all the anonymous donors and the future donors, which begin right now, this very second, with you. Click that donate button. Let's get this up over 4,000 for sure, possibly 5,000. We're running out of time, about 30 minutes to go in the program. Hang in there, but we do greatly appreciate each and every one of you. There is a music show uh, overseas next year, a series of three or four that's near to your heart. St. Paul is the headliner. Mm. Hansard is opening. Good old Glenn. Paul and Broken Bones. Yeah, that's uh, as good a show as you're going to get. Man. Yeah. Uh, Glenn just recently bringing the house down during – Shane McGowan's funeral, and uh, I'm sure he did. Playing, well, he he's the one who sang um, "Fairy Tale of New York." 
And then it was a church erupting in dance. It was incredible. It was Glenn who recorded Ashes to Ashes yes, right in his after hotel David room. After, well, that's oh, as good man. a performance as you'll ever get. That's insane. Yeah. Every now and then I go back and watch that. You can yeah. still find that on Instagram. It's really cool. Um, I was just laughing. This has nothing to do with anything that we were talking about, but it does make me laugh. The Detroit Pistons have lost 21 games in a row. I mean, God, dog, folks, we're out here as a professional organization losing 21 games in a row in the NBA where teams have, like, back-to-back night roadies where they're exhausted. You can't beat somebody? 21 in a row? So good old director over here last night was at the holiday party, living it up, having a good time, Mm -hmm. and he had Sixers minus 10.5 against those Pistons. All you needed to know was Embiid going to play? If the answer is yes, this game is over. What was the final? I didn't see. Uh, 120-some-odd to 108, something like that. Yeah, I had given him false information because uh, the score was already 100 to 89, 105 to 89 at the end of the third quarter. I thought the game was over. I was like, oh, you won, you covered. And, and then was, it got kind of There was squirrely. a whole other – it was okay. You know how it goes, I didn't man. fail him. Yeah, it didn't get too you know spicy. Jonathan writes, what's the goal for the day? 5,000. Uh, it's whatever we can get to, man. I, I honestly uh, – Look, man, if I, if we could get to 30,000, it'd be awesome. But I, obviously, a realistic goal is whatever anybody can do in the community. So we've already had $3,440 raised. Oh, wow. That just changed. It's awesome. Blows me away. I'm always in awe. And whatever you guys can do is greatly appreciated. I don't want to seem unappreciative. Yes, I'd love to, Jonathan, if I'm being honest, I'd love to get to 5,000 or more. Sure, that'd be awesome. It'd be, and we still have time. And, and I suspect that folks will make it happen. And thank you if they do, and thank you if they don't. We're doing we're doing really well here. Uh, yeah, twenty. You're a professional sports franchise. Twenty one games in a row. I mean, you can back into wins all the. There are exhausted teams who are missing their starting five in games this year. I Load mean, management. I mean, there. Well, that doesn't happen as much this year. The rules have changed, which is nice. Paul George has played in every game. So has Kawhi Leonard. What? Yes. Kawhi Leonard's every played in every game. game. Yeah. Does he play three minutes some nights? No. No, he's played. <laughs> I mean, look, they figured it out. They just stopped. They told guys, you got to stop doing that. We're not doing it. We're not doing it. You got to play. <laughs> Bitch asses. You got to go out here and play. Um, But that is, I mean, that is unbelievable. Mr. Cameron. Oh, yeah, that would be my memo. What are we doing around here? 21 in a row. Hey. Oh. What just happened? Oh, bam. That's what I'm talking about, baby. We are at 5,000. That blows it, me away. It was Jonathan who helped make that. Thank you, Jonathan. Everybody made it happen, but Jonathan. Thank I you, Jonathan. That. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you again, everybody. Man alive. Let's keep it rolling. We're kicking ass. This is awesome. It's awesome. Whew. That'll blow you away. Uh, also, I know I don't talk a lot of NBA, but while on the subject, they've lost 21 in a row. The Spurs have lost 18 in a row and Giannis had 64 points last night. Oh, really? Giannis had 64 <laughs> points and he became the first player to hit 20 free throws and 20 field goals while shooting over 70% in both categories for the game. It's a whole lot of not missing, Tom. That's a whole lot of not missing. That's how you get to 64. 64. Yeah. Also, because we love to gamble, and this is getting to the point, the highest over-under ever in the NBA was that game that Giannis scored 64 in. 
It was 258 total, and they went over. Wow. And they went the total was 258. So you see 258 to start the day. You're like, okay, I'm taking the under. Jesus, man. Not, how many points did they score? 300? <laughs> it was the- so that outpaces your era. Because the 80s had a lot of high scoring oh, games. Oh, there were games. I used to watch 124, 118, 131, 120, those kinds of games. Loved it. It was understood. Nobody played defense to the fourth quarter or the playoffs. That's kind of how that went. If it was a big game in the regular season, like Celtics Lakers or Celtics, whatever, you know, like Pistons, or you knew, okay, well, you might get some defense in this game. We may see some guys actually move their feet, you know? But then, otherwise, it, it was a very different game because you, you shrink the bench in the postseason, and you basically, you got seven guys you're counting on, not not 10, not 11, seven. So you really begin to analyze teams in those days, similarly to the way you analyze them now. It's like, okay, well, that's great that they've got an eighth and ninth man that are really contributing on a Tuesday night, you know, in the middle of the year. But that dude ain't going to see the floor when when this is a series and we're guarding each other for real and it's four out of seven and I've got tape and I know how to take away your best option. And so then those scores would come down and you'd see, you know, 105, 101, still great games, still entertaining games. They're still the best in the world. But anyhow, it's, um, yeah, Giannis is a tough Tough ask if you're uh, asked to uh, to defend. How's Dame doing? He this he year? lit it up the other yeah. night. He, yeah, he he did. He just passed Kyle Korver for fifth on the all time three point list. It's like pure information you're giving me on the NBA. There, there's no chance at this point. I watch every I watch every night. Yeah, I, it's because of Bryce. You know, but I I do, and I'm falling back in love with it, and it's great. It's it's a high level of basketball. It is. Is it still king to him? In terms of professional sports, the NBA over the NFL. I just wonder because he's playing football now. I, I know his basketball season, he's playing that too. He's but, playing basketball right now, yeah. But I wondered if maybe playing the game in high school has turned him towards football in terms of watching it. Bryce is now. an interesting soul. Uh, he plays everything. He is currently playing high school basketball. He played high school football this year. He likes to watch. If I'm watching, he'll sit with me and uh, and he'll say, you know, what, what are you watching? Or if it's a college game, he likes college more than pro. He goes to every FSU game, doesn't miss, sits with my father, uh, and he will ask me about certain teams and matchups and what I think, but he's really kind of an independent soul. He'll go outside and play sports with his friends during the games. He doesn't sit around watching a lot of them. He'll come back in you know, on a Monday night football game, for example, Thursday night, like tonight. If I'm watching this godforsaken football game tonight that we have on Amazon, he'll walk in and be like, well, what's at stake? Who, you know, what's the tonight? I'm going to say nothing. Nothing's at stake at all, but a draft pick. These two guys are are basically uh, this team. These two teams are playing to see who has the worst record. This is this is not. You may see two teams going out of their that's, way to lose a football that's game not tonight. Nothing. That's not. That, nothing. I guess the, you're going to sell that one. That's the graphic. It's not nothing. I, again, this is what I'm laughing at. Are you going to sell Aiden O'Connell and Easton Stick? That's tonight's quarterback matchup. That would be tough. This is a year, though, where a lot of quarterbacks in the NFL are either solidifying what you thought of them or they're coming out of nowhere to be interesting stories, and you can't tell, are they fly-by-night? Nobody's got a book on them. Josh Dobbs was that story to start the year. 
Josh Dobbs has a couple good games. Next thing you know, he gets traded to Minnesota. He doesn't even know the playbook. He wins a game in prime time. Everybody's watching the Josh Dobbs story unfold, and we're going, holy hell, Josh Dobbs, like, kind of okay. He's he's doing okay. Supremely entertaining. Like, really, it was almost – yeah. I'm sure it was what other people and other fan bases thought of when they watched Jameis. Like, you're just, man, this is, uh, Jameis was doing more both ways, good and bad, that particular season. But I was like, this is just high-level entertainment. Yeah. I can't wait to watch Josh Dobbs play. And now he's terrible and on the bench. It was a good three-week run. Hey, I always like to see this. And Jonathan, thank you so much. And I will read what you wrote here because I agree with you. Uh, shameless plug, Jonathan writes for Adam Tolliver, uh, Tolliver, excuse me, in Artisan Financial Planning. I'm one of his clients, and his guidance has been amazing for my business and personal goal setting. He is amazing. They are amazing, and I'm happy to partner with them. We are so happy they advertise with us and that we work with them. Uh, just intelligent, hardworking, and caring people who have an expertise that is something I'm proud to be associated with. And Jonathan uh, brought the funk. Big time. Appreciate it. What are we at? 5000 5000 over $5,000? $5, $5. It's beautiful. Okay. We're in the home stretch. The wish list for Florida State is a grand total of what at linebacker slash defensive line, knowing what we now know about those that are in the portal or intend to be in the portal. It's a big number, isn't it? Yeah. We are really moving to a big number here. And I've got to believe that is very stressful stressful for the battles in uh, and Mike Norvell and staff. Now, they got a great class coming in, but we're going to have to, again, marry all this. And I was thinking about it during the break. You, It's unsettled, so it makes it very difficult. I hate being in limbo. It's a bad feeling. You can feel the weight of it in all things. When you're in limbo, it's there's a weight to it. But you don't know your situation at defensive tackle. Is Daryl Jackson coming back? Is he going to play a season for you? Or is he going to try to go to the NFL, get drafted in the fifth round based on physical tools, and we don't have his services? Uh, Patrick Payton, I intend to enter the portal, didn't enter the portal, erase the uh, tweet. Who knows? Do you have him? Is he still – is he right or is he not right? What's he going to be? Jared Verse, we know, is gone. Uh, Josh Farmer did it on the Daryl Jackson thing. Right. Uh, yeah, I'm going to guess that Josh is coming back. But we'll see. Don't know. You Don't. think they would do different things? I, I think they might actually do different things. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yep, yep. So, we'll see now. We'll see what happens there. But, again, that's you're right to point it out. We know Malcolm Ray entered the portal. We know that happened. We just talked about it last hour. So, that's another defensive lineman who may not be a stud, but he played valuable snaps for and you this year. Io Tafasi processed that. Well, I, that's the wrong word because I don't know that that's the way it went down. But. It's it, He had to go. So, anyhow, he's okay. gone. Um, now – so you're talking about you've got Lions, who would need to be a rotational piece next year as he continues that, to. That's correct. Hey, they put him in early in games this year. No, he's and, a rotational piece. You right, said it right. Just keep right. going. Um, KJ Sampson is going to be a nice player, but mm -hmm. again, you don't want to lean on that. Nope, 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 nope. Yeah. No, you you got a lot. If to you fill don't there. have Peyton back, you, I mean, you, it's a massive number. So you're talking probably about a bare minimum of four. Oh, yeah. My, in my head, I was thinking six. Okay, so bare minimum four. Yeah, yeah. And then you, I I think you obviously have to get bare minimum two linebackers. Right. That's so now had, we're up to six? Well, I'm thinking between the two. So I, I was, Oh, yeah, I'm not. I was, I'm, I'm from D-line and linebacker combined, I was thinking six. Oh, I go, yeah. okay. 
Oh, now, so we're at the same place. We're at the same pretty place. close. Pretty close. My my thing in the is sense that I that I would count Daryl Jackson as one of the six as Patrick Payton. Okay, is one that's of the six. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know because they're yeah, they're yeah. in flux in the but, moment. So so let's just say six. Some can argue seven with that grouping. All right. I like what you are in the secondary. Zaria Thomas is a star in the making. He's going to start for you next year. You're going to be good there, and there are a lot of options all over that secondary. Plus, you've got some talent coming in, and you got kids that played some this year that are going to take another big step forward. I'm fine in the secondary, all right? Don't need to bring anybody in there. Offensive line. Yeah, big need. Three or four? I think two or three, depending upon how many more exits there are. Okay, so let's say three. Let's say three, right? So we're now at nine to ten players, okay? Yep. Uh, I don't think you have to do anything at running back. I understand what's happened. I don't think I would do anything at running back. The only thing I would think about at receiver is if there is a freak that wants to come and you'd have to take a good long look like you did with Keon Coleman when it comes out of the blue, something like that, maybe. Otherwise, I like my receiving core. I really do. Uh, Especially if you get Jeremiah. Well, if you get Jeremiah, forget about it. Don't touch it. You're good to go. So we're at nine still. Uh, Sounds like we're solving for the future here. That sounds good. I like this. You want to solve for the future right now? That's what we're doing. Yeah, we are. And by the way... Our friends at ISF said, do exactly that. Let's solve for the future with the transfer portal and the recruiting class and and do it. ISF.com. But I'm telling you, like, so that's 10, basically 10. uh, A quarterback seems likely at this point, if you were a betting man, would you bet on Ward or DJ? I think I'd right now I'd probably bet on DJ. Well, how about a simple prop? Yes or no? Quarterback in the portal. Yes. Yes would be minus... 500? Yeah. Well, I think the answer is yes. Obviously, yeah. they've brought some folks in already, so that, that that's going to be a yes. That we're at the, eleven to twelve, man. Yeah, and that number it fluctuates. It could go higher if you have another departure or two that you didn't foresee on December the fourteenth. Yeah. It could happen. I mean, like you know, the springtime is going to run some people off too, and bring some people in. It's it's not just one wave. Post spring spring camp, somebody's going to be pissed that they didn't win a job, and so they're going to be gone. So yeah, I, yeah. I, no, this, you're this always, thing could be about 15 by the time it's all done in the in the summer. Yeah, Ian. Yes, by default, but not for the reason that he gave. And what I mean by that is, look, the, you have to wait to see which kids put their name in before you start looking at numbers. You have to figure out which positions you're prioritizing, and you have to also yeah. figure out which of the kids, by the way, coming in are plug and play. You have some elite talent coming in. Unlike in past years in the recruiting class, the high school recruiting class, you actually have some kids that can play now. Like walk in, that's a grown-ass man. Can you believe he looks like that Jalen Ramsey play now, freshman year kind of talent coming in? If you bring K.J. Bolden in, I mean, you, you've got dudes that are going to play. Right, and that number could be as small as, say, 11 or 12 if you have retention. That's the thing, is is I'm putting Patrick Payton, personally, the way I'm counting it, Peyton Farmer Jackson are all not a part of this equation yet because I believe them to be in flux. So if they all returned, let's just say that somehow, some way they all did. I think that's probably aspirational. But if they did, then the number's actually 12. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah, yeah. Okay, quick update. We got a break here. We're sorely desperate to get to this break. I just kept prattling on. But uh, we have raised $5,005. Let's see if we can get this thing. A little north of that. If you haven't donated yet, north. 
A reminder, 100% of what you give today goes to the folks at the Guardian Ad Litem 2nd District to help the kids who need this help desperately. They advocate for those kids. If you can do more, if you can help, please do. We greatly appreciate it. We're at over $5,000. It is unreal. A little bit of time left. See what we can do. Jeff Cameron, show 93.3. <laughs> Daniel. <laughs> oh, you made me laugh in the middle of telling everybody about Real Talk. Hey, welcome a new advertiser to the program. This one I like. Why do I like them? I used them. I already used them. Then they said, we want to be on with you, Cameron. Good, because I'm already using you. I'd like to save some money. I'm talking about Factor. Now, I could read a script. I have one here. The bustling holiday season. You're looking for nutritious, flavorful meals to fuel your jam-packed days. Factor's America's number one ready-to-eat meal delivery service. I'm not going to do that, though. I don't need to do that. I like not meal prepping. I like having a delicious meal before me in two and a half minutes out of a microwave prepped by a professional chef. It is delicious. Protein meals with 30 grams of protein or more per serving in some cases. I could get the uh, low-calorie conscious meal if I want one, if I've overdone it for the week or something along those lines. I pick a different set of food items out of 35 prepared meals at the start of every week, and voila, it's at my front door. It's awesome. Head to factormeals.com slash Cameron50 and use code Cameron50 to get 50% off. Doing you right, people. That's code Cameron50 at factormeals.com slash Cameron50 to get 50% off. The Jeff Cameron Show is a production of the Warchant.com Multimedia Network. Check out Warchant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's Warchant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. Christmas is a time to say I love you. Share the joys and laughter and the cheer. Christmas is a time to say I love you. Jeff Cameron show. It is Redemption Thursday. Less about the Redemption Thursday as we traditionally do. Instead, more about, uh, obviously, the donations we're able to raise to help the kids of the Guardian Ed Light. I mean, you guys have uh, come up massive today. Oh, my God. That is unreal. So that just happened? See, I'm not on the YouTube feed. I'm on the StreamYard. Yeah. StreamYard doesn't populate the same way for the giving shows so we, we rely on director matthew but um z chan came in with a large contribution in addition to many others Ooh. who helped climb this thing over thirteen hundred dollars in the last four minutes yeah it's uh leaves me speechless which rarely happens we are at six oh my god we're at six thousand five hundred and seventy five two hundred just came in that is that is uh, really really awesome. Golly, I think we've set records here. This is um, it, the best, is what it is. Well, it is awesome, and you know, we every year we get excited about the uh, giving season. You know, like December comes around, everybody gets excited for the most part um, for for Christmas, <clears throat> and. Uh, you know, part of that is is sort of that uh, engendered feeling of uh, humanity, right? The the shared humanity. It doesn't. It can be. You could believe something, and I can believe something, and they can believe something else, and it's okay. We all kind of come together and celebrate the the bigger uh, 
uh, picture, and and we appreciate that. And that's it's usually it, it shows itself in in the kindness of others that you encounter as you walk around in the holiday season, or in moments like the bowling tournament, or like today, where we say, hey, let's just see if we can throw a little extra on top to help out these kids who uh, have a really frankly a really terrible rough go like they weren't dealt a good hand in life they were dealt as bad a hand as you could possibly be dealt and and you think well we we got an avenue we got a chance we can do something here and and maybe help somebody but I never know what that's going to look like I never know how that's going to play out I just hope that it you know honestly when we first started doing this way back when with the bowling tournament it was like man if we could get like 10 toys for some kids and a couple hundred bucks that'd be cool and that's kind of the way it started but each and every year, honestly, each and every year, it was always more than I expected. It was always that people did more than I thought was possible, right? More than what seems even uh, reasonable. It was always, it was just really cool. It was always, and, and I remember I would come home uh, back when I lived by myself. This is long before I got married, before I had kids and all that, and your life perspective changes. I was living in a little apartment, and I remember thinking, this is incredible. This, this show we were able to, to galvanize a bunch of people and, and, and raise a little bit of money for these kids. And I was kind of, you know, not far removed from having worked with those kids. And so I would, I would always be kind of emotional when I get home, like drained a little, you know, just because I remember being hands-on in that situation, having to, to see that, right? But I was thankful. I was very thankful. And then you fast forward. I'm always talking about the markers of time and the areas. And a lot of times I'm making fun of myself how old I am because I've done this for 25 years. The bowling tournament now is one of my favorite days because, uh, A, it brings together a bunch of really good people for a great cause. And we have fun. We always have fun. But then also, I'm, I'm kind of, I mark the time with it. I'm like, well, 20 years of doing this. This is, I mean, that guy had hair when we started. I had hair. He was skinny. He's now fat. I'm kind of fat. There's a lot of stuff happening here. Where I have kids. One's in high school. None of this was happening the last time. And I just it makes me smile. And I'm still blindsided by the people's generosity every time. It never fails. And today we set a new record. It's it's again that blows me away. So I can tell you, uh, in addition to the contributions from the tournament itself on Monday. We are well north of eight thousand dollars raised. Wow! You combining the tournament from Monday the tournament with today. and what you see on the screen plus a truckload of toys. Yeah, isn't that isn't that something? Yeah. When you decompress tonight and think about the gift that you gave today, uh, everybody, uh, it means just the world. Yeah, it means it, it does. You. It means the world, and I I hope you understand. I don't know if it always comes across, but I sincerely, from the bottom of my heart, thank you. And I know they will. I, I'm gonna. This is a call. I'm about to make a call. At the when we sign off here, I'm gonna call Deborah Moore from the Guardian Atlanta and tell her what just happened today. She's working. She's busy. She's doing what she's doing. So she doesn't have an opportunity to know this. So she'll pick up, and I'm gonna get to tell her this good news. Don't look at me. <laughs> and it will be fantastic to hear the excitement in her voice, somebody who's out there on the front lines doing the work, trying to save a life. So that's what will happen. And that's thanks to you guys, to you guys. Um, We'll have a, we'll have an update, a final tally. Uh, It'll be on Monday. Uh, I am not going, going to do a show tomorrow. Uh, Tom is not either. 
and so we're off tomorrow, and we will be back on Monday. By then, a lot will be settled regarding not just, obviously, these totals that we can tell you about, but what Florida State's doing with certain aspects of the portal, and we're that much closer to signing day, Tom. Can you believe it? It's about to happen. That's nuts. We got covered. It's going to be a busy week next week. That's kind of what we're readying ourselves for by taking tomorrow off from the show, anyhow. But we will be here right up until signing day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. We have big shows. We'll have videos. We'll have live content. We'll have terrestrial radio show, podcasts, all of it, warchant.com. All right. 7,000. Golly. I mean, I would be breaking the rules here. We're on a radio station. I don't know. Can we? Should we? Jonathan again. Oh, buddy. That's really nice of you, man. Appreciate you guys. Thank you very much. That's unbelievable. Much love to all of you. Thank you.